Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw. In just a few moments, we'll be talking with our guest, Jeremy Messersmith, about his obsession with mushroom hunting. But first, I would like to tell you about uh, one of my more shameful obsessions, and that is a game called Words with Friends. Uh, by applause, how many people here are familiar with Words with Friends? If you're not familiar with uh, Words with Friends, it is a game that you can play on Facebook or your smartphone, and it uh, really shouldn't be called Words with Friends. It should be called like a barely legal ripoff of Scrabble with strangers from the internet. And uh, I like this game for a lot of reasons. Uh, one of them is that it's not what I'm supposed to be doing. And I like almost anything that I'm not supposed to be doing. If somebody came to me and said, we'll give you like $60,000 a year, to just play words with friends for eight hours a day, I probably wouldn't want to do that because then it would be like something I have to do. And I like doing things that I'm really not supposed to be doing. I also like uh, words with friends in that it's very different from Scrabble because when you're playing Scrabble with you know, an actual live human being, they can see you attempt to play words. But in words with friends, you can try any number of stupid non-existent words and nobody knows that you're, you know, trying to play X, Y, J, because who knows, maybe it's a word. Maybe the thing will just accept that. And so in an effort to kind of try to make some of my time with Words with Friends a little bit more productive, I have decided that if I'm going to try to play a ridiculous word, that I'm at least going to make up a definition for myself. So if the person messaged me back and says, what the hell is that? I can have like a quick response. Uh, and my vocabulary of fake words is growing. Some of my uh, favorite fake words, one of them is porgle, and it is P-O-R-G-L-E, and that uh, means uh, to eat pork too quickly. So I've seen that happen to people. I've seen people porgle themselves. Uh, my, one of my other favorite words is irvat. That's I-R-E-V-A-T, and that is the container in which Scottish people brew hate. Without an Ayurvat, the Scottish people would have no knowledge of the emotion to hate. So that's a pretty important word. Um, and then my other favorite word is flughole. And this is very important to me because I'm an uncle. And uncles flug hole a lot. Uh, flug hole is F-L-U-G and then, you know, hole. Uh, and flug hole is specifically the face you make when you just barely stop yourself from swearing in front of a child. I fuck hole all the time. Uh, so I've learned a lot from Words with Friends. I, I've learned to increase my vocabulary into the non-existent. Uh, and I've also learned that I just really like to waste my time doing almost non-productive things and then torturing myself to try to make it productive. So I invite you all to raise your glasses and join me in a toast to my obsession with Words with Friends. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Jeremy Messersmith. Hello, Jeremy. Hello. How are you doing tonight? I'm great, thanks. Good. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know who you are, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name's Jeremy, and um, I'm a singer-songwriter. I live here in town, and I, I make records. I play shows. I teach music a bit. 
and that's about all there is to <laughs> me as a human being. I think. Yeah, so I've, I've kind of got to meet you and know you as your career is going quite well. Uh, I would say you're nationally known. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd say like, you know, in like a certain like street in Cleveland <laughs> or maybe in like one suburb of D.C. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. But yeah, your music has yeah. been used for, for big national things, right? Yeah, every once in a while it'll it'll pop up on like a TV show or a commercial or something right. like that. Right. Yeah. yeah, that that's I, like kind of big. Yeah, I I just found out that uh one of my songs is being put in a Norwegian commercial. Oh, wow. I guess I don't know what it's for, so I don't know what I'm selling, but <laughs> Do you know what you know what song it is, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what's the song? It's a song called uh, Violet off of uh my my last record. It's kind of like a, a happy little number. So are they using it just are they buying the track? And using it with your your vocals, or is it going to be like a weird Norwegian translation of your song? I think it's me singing it. Although that would be awesome if uh, if they had like some Norwegian pop star come in and like sing <laughs> the, the song with translated lyrics, like like that Beatles. Uh, what's what's yeah. the Beatles song where they sing in German? Is it uh, I want to hold your Is it I want to hold your hand or does anyone know what that is? I want to buy you a Coke or what? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but it's really funny because you hear the Beatles singing in German. <laughs> cool. Uh, so how did you, I'm kind of curious, because uh, from my perspective, I've caught up with your career when I think you're successful. <laughs> uh, sure. So how, how did you start out? Uh, did you mostly kind of play gigs around town? Yeah. Uh, how, did I, how did I start out? Well, I went to school for music uh, here, and then um, I kind of started playing in, in like, a, I had, like, a band, and uh, we would we would go play in like uh, Fargo every once in a while, or we would play like sports bars a lot. Okay. And we would do you know mainly cover songs, and then I'd sneak in like an original or two, and then um, and then somebody stole my minivan, <laughs> and then I was like, well, I'm a solo artist now, so <laughs> so I started no seriously, I I started playing coffee shops at that point. <laughs> I was like, I can't haul around a drum kit anymore, so just an acoustic guitar and all. So I'll what? Your around. bandmates were in the van when it was stolen. <laughs> so just like, bye guys. Well, you're, you're. I assume was, you've been murdered. It was actually like a one-two punch of the van got stolen, and then like the very next week, uh, the drummer was like, "Hey, my wife and I are pregnant." Oh. Okay. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I guess this is the end of the band." So things actually got better for you when you got rid of all that dead weight. Well, it got a lot worse for a long, okay. long time. <laughs> it, yeah, b before it maybe got better. You know, it was, uh, yeah, playing at just lots and lots of open mics and coffee shops and, cool. and that kind of thing. And um, yeah, I remember actually just kind of sitting around and being all depressed and like, oh, what am I doing with my life? And then, and then my my then girlfriend at the time like booking shows for me just to get me out of the house which was <laughs> which was which was very nice. Uh, yeah. So what I'm always curious as a comedian what's what the experience is like for a musician like uh obviously a musician wants to have an engaged audience and that's that's the best, right? But you can function just sort of crooning in the corner. Like you can't quietly do comedy in the corner. I mean, you can, <laughs> but it's well, not only depressing for you. You'll you'll well, get like arrested and shit because yeah. you'll look insane. It's well, it's always funny to me because I, I've always kind of looked at comedians and been like, you know, y they they say that you have to do something for like ten thousand hours to get good at it, you know. Right. But I'm like, if you're a comedian, that means like you have to just bomb in front of people for like <laughs> weeks, like months on end, just yeah. just continually. The comedians like, try to get all those hours. In yeah. at once. Like, if I can bomb 24 hours straight, <laughs> I can clean up some of that time. 
Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, for yeah. musicians, it's maybe a little different because, I don't know, like, uh, I never really expected people half the time to, you know, listen or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, just drink your beer and, you know, talk or whatever. Yeah. That's, that, that's kind of fine. Whereas, you know, if you're a comedian, I, I would think you want... You want people's rapt attention all the time. You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, you, you, I, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you want all the rapt <laughs> attention, obviously, but there's also just like uh, I want. I, I've always wanted to be gentle about not sounding offensive to musicians. Like you could just stand in your corner and make your music, and it's fine. But yeah, yeah I mean, there's often a narrative to even like, even a stand-up comedian who does like one-liners, it's hard to come in and out of the middle of it. Yeah. So uh, there's mm. that. Uh, so you built you know, a lot of your your fan base by doing those coffeehouse gigs, though, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it was basically, like, any friends that I could convince to come to the show, and then maybe, like, every show there would be, like, one random person that just happened to be there trying to study in the corner, and then that was, you know, the person that I would... <laughs> would I would hopefully... Yes, I would, <laughs> I would hopefully pull in, so... Nice. I, I probably did that for, I don't know, like, a year wow. or something like that, playing, like, a few times a month at, at coffee shops and trying out songs, but it was a good experience to just... You know, there's no real way to find out if a song works. Right. I'm assuming it's the same yeah. thing with a joke. Like you don't really know if it works. I mean, you know, know that it could maybe work, but you don't know right. if it works until. But you, you don't know. I think for both musicians it. and comedians, you don't know not only until you do it for an audience, but also just until you do it for yourself. And how does it feel for you? Yeah, exactly. Cool. So uh, your obsession that we're here to talk about tonight is mushroom hunting. Yeah, mushroom hunting. Yeah. Any mushroom hunters out there? <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm going to pull up a cricket sound <laughs> on my, on my okay. phone and play that. <coughs> well, uh, so you offered me a couple of different obsessions. Yeah, yeah. well, I, when when you emailed me about the show, I was I was very excited about it because I was like, "That's what I do. I obsess about things." <laughs> like it, it I, I mentioned it to my wife Vanessa, and, and she was like, "Well, which one are you going to pick? Like, out of <laughs> life, there's just so many obsessions you could possibly <laughs> choose from." So. Uh, so yeah, tonight mushroom hunting. Yeah. So yeah, so I yeah I I, I asked Jeremy to try to do mushroom hunting because I was the most interested in that. Yeah, because I know nothing it's, about it. It seems like the less done, and oddly enough, neither do I. Which <laughs> is I just, I'm lucky to be alive. Okay, so when did you start hunting the mushroom? Uh, I think it was three years ago now. Okay, um, and. You know, I I I guess I assume people went and hunted mushrooms. I'd heard of like mushroom <laughs> they, they, mushroom they hunting being caught somehow, right? right? Yeah, I heard I'd heard of like mushroom hunting pigs or something like that. You know, um, but uh, I, I didn't really know. What is a mushroom hunting it. pig? Is that a pig you you train to hunt? Yeah, mushroom? it's it's a it's a pig that um, is used to hunt truffles. Oh, okay. And you can train either uh, pigs or dogs, and I guess dogs are preferred because the moment the pigs find a truffle, they immediately eat it. <laughs> so you want to get a dog eventually, but apparently it's it's you know it's a bit of work to train, train a, dog a dog to do okay. it. And yeah, and uh, and truffles aren't really grown in the U.S. Uh, very well either, so it ends up being kind of a European thing. So how did you find it? How did it? How did it? come to your attention uh i had i had run across some morel mushrooms uh in uh, i think just our grocery store or something and i thought oh, that's <laughs> i think it was i i, <laughs> I was expecting <laughs> to be like a walk in the wild like <laughs> i'm gonna go hunt mushroom at the grocery store this is the best place to hunt them oddly <laughs> enough i've had i've had many a hunt where i've been out looking for mushrooms and then uh, you know, uh, screw it. Let's just go to the store and yeah, pick up yeah. some mushrooms. Put on my on gear and go home, to yeah. Kowalski's. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, but I'd seen them, and they they just look really weird. They're like this kind of like honeycombed things. Like they're just like the stems strange. are honeycombed. Yeah, yeah, kind of. They have like a stalk, and then like a honeycomb kind of weird. kind of thing. They're they're just strange. And I remember reading like about them. You know, because I'm I'm a bit of like an amateur cook. I occasionally do okay. like obsessive cooking binges into different things, and um, I was like, well, I'll pick them up and try them. So. You know, I Google how to cook a morel mushroom, and uh, and then I ate it, and it was delicious. <laughs> it was it was amazing. It was like nutty and kind of like just great. Yeah, and uh, it led me to like, well, I should really get some more of these. And why are these so fucking expensive? These are like it's like ten bucks for like a little like thing of okay, these, yeah. these morel mushrooms. Okay, yeah, because they're exotic, right? They're hard to find. Yeah, well, it turns out they're impossible to cultivate. Like, you can't grow them in a mushroom factory. They can only be foraged because they require old-growth forests. They're like free-spirit mushrooms. Yeah, basically. Okay. So I was like, well, I, want, I really want to get some more of these, so I should, like, go morel hunting. And so uh, uh, I went out with a couple friends, and we, we didn't find anything. And, uh, but and I, so how did, you, how did you pitch that to people? Like, it was let's it go hunt morel. Like, well, you must have done some more research other than just, like, well, we're in South Minneapolis. Let's start looking. I mean, no, that was about it. That <laughs> was, that was, I think I was like, "Hey, anybody want to go morel hunting on Facebook?" And a few friends were like, "Yeah, sure, let's do it." I've always wanted to go. I love morels, and so, so we kind of like, so we kind of like tramped around and we just kind of like in the woods and poked mushrooms with but sticks. But like, what woods? Where did you? Where? I mean, uh, I think we went to. Well, uh, what's the? Uh, 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 oh, what park was like it? Like the? We oh, like the Parkway? The. Uh yeah, right along. Oh no, we didn't go to Theater Worth. That would have been much better, actually. It was uh, just along the uh, just along the river, uh, like Fort Snelling. Okay. And uh, apparently they do have morels there too, but maybe okay. maybe not not as many. But so did you find them on that first outing? No, no, we we didn't find any, sadly. But it kind of got me hooked in thinking about um, more mushrooms. And then um, I was kind of gone most of the summer touring, so I didn't have a chance to go look for morels. The morel season is actually really short. It's maybe like. Six weeks usually, sometimes I mean, more or less depending on the weather. But okay, but it's pretty small. So did you get, have you gotten into other mushrooms then? Yeah, it was like my gateway into into, <laughs> into other mushrooms. So morel is a gateway mushroom. Uh, yeah, for me, for me it was. But um, turns out there's actually like a ton of uh, edible mushrooms which are all delicious that grow uh, all over. Minnesota. See, because I would just I'm I'm kind of I I'm, I want to be careful about what I eat, and I would be just frightened of random mushrooms and my own ability to define them that they wouldn't like because a lot of them are like poisonous, right? Yeah, they'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's there's like this old there's like this saying that gets passed around in in the mushroom hunting community. First off, like all the <laughs> mushroom people that I end up meeting are just fucking weird. Like they're just really really weird people. They're just strange. Yeah. So I remember telling someone about just, it. Uh, like yeah. you know, you find out somebody else is a mushroom hunter. I remember uh, somebody <laughs> just going, "Wow, you know what they say about mushroom hunters?" And I was like, "No, what do they say about <laughs> mushroom hunters?" And they were like, "There are old mushroom hunters." And there are bold mushroom hunters. <laughs> but there are no old, bold mushroom hunters. <laughs> so you yeah. apparently just have to be very, very careful when you're right. out there picking stuff. And, and probably the best way is if you go out with somebody to the forest who knows what they're doing. And yeah. In addition to having a bunch of books, which I, I picked up. So do you feel like you're now uh, an experienced mushroom hunter? Like if I was like, I think I want to go mushroom hunting, Jeremy, could you make sure I don't die? 
Yeah, probably. <laughs> or well, well, on the flip side, you could kill me if you wanted to. Yeah. Like, I'm done with this guy. Well, thankfully, there's there's really only like one kind of like lethal mushroom that. Well, okay, take it back. There's a few. There's a few lethal mushrooms that grow in in Minnesota, but there's only one that you could maybe mistake for something else. Like okay. most of the lethal ones are, uh, you know, they look like the um, Alice in Wonderland mushroom or uh, or the like Mario, the Mario Brothers okay. uh, one. I guess it's it's like it has spots on the on the. And it wears ones. shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so I think I've got a a, a scope of your mushroom hunting uh, prowess. Sure. So. Being an obsessive person, uh, how how has this new obsession affected your life? Do you find like times are like, man, I should be working, but I gotta go hunt that mushroom? Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Um, I think uh, it's really weird because I think I'm a little more in shape than I used to be. Are the S mushrooms running away? <laughs> no, it's, it's only because it's so hard to find mushrooms. Like. You have to walk forever in the forest, up hills and mountains and crossing streams <laughs> and all of these, you know, <laughs> leeches and, you know, like... Leeches, really? No, no, okay. leeches, no. Um, uh, ticks, I mean, there's, oh, yeah. there's, there's plenty of ticks, but um, but it's kind of this weird thing where it it's so not me to be outside tromping around in the forest. Like, yeah. that's just really odd, but this is like one quirky thing that I can take advantage of my obsessive you know, impulses regarding this. To sort of trick yourself into exercise. Yeah, trick myself into, like, going out and doing something and fe feeling, yeah. you know, outdoorsy. Because I'm obsessive, but I can't stuff. trick myself into exercising. I try to make it palatable yeah. in different ways, you know. Yeah, that's the I only fail. way I do it is if I, if I can trick myself into doing it. I think the other thing that um, the side effect of being obsessed with mushrooms is um, we eat a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> so many mushrooms. Like... It was one time, but like the best find we we had, I was out with my friend Peter, and uh, we found like I don't know, like forty pounds of like <laughs> chicken of the woods mushrooms, Primo just loaded mushroom. loaded up in the back. They're still in my freezer. Like we we they lasted all winter. And what and kind of mushrooms are they? Some. They grow on the sides of uh, on the sides of trees, and they're like bright orange, and they're like a shelf mushroom. So they're kind of layered like this. Okay. And they're really uh, they're not like soft at all. So like they they're called chicken of the woods because they you fry them up and they taste an awful lot like chicken, <laughs> oddly <laughs> enough. So, yeah. Okay. Got a bunch of those. So, trying to sum up your obsession with mushrooms, you like to eat them. Mm -hmm. You like to run after them. Yeah. Do you ever go mushroom hunting alone, or is this like something, a companion thing? Uh, I do go mushroom hunting alone. Uh, it's usually more fun if you have someone else there right. at least to talk to on the drive up and stuff is is a lot nicer um but then i don't know it's nice being out in the woods by yourself too yeah right? it's peaceful yeah. would you consider writing a mushroom hunting song have you no i haven't because uh, i mean i would love to hear the song but more than anything i want to see the video <laughs> where it's well, like a sad <laughs> mushroom hunting ballad and it's just you walking through the woods okay. looking and going is that one no no sad yeah. The funny thing is, is I was just, I was talking uh, about, you know, being a musician, you, you always have to take, like, photographs and, you know, for magazines. Uh, not like you have to. Right. <laughs> you know, you want people to publish pictures of you, and, and the trick is to finding something interesting that's not just, you know, me and my face. <laughs> and, and so I had this idea. I was like, <laughs> I want to do a picture, and I want to be surrounded by every kind of mushroom. <laughs> 
like a thousand mushrooms just all around me. <laughs> so you got like and a <laughs> photo request from a magazine. And you're like, dudes, give me a week to find a thousand mushrooms. I'm still trying to figure out how I could possibly do it. I'm like, I don't know how you could grow that. I don't, I don't have I any you idea. You could do it. it you just work. need to find that many. Yeah, yeah, it would be really hard, but could, could <laughs> be done. So if you see a picture of me like sprawled on like a bed of mushrooms or or something, that's that yeah. would be awesome. And then there's yeah. some mushrooms tastefully <laughs> over your man parts. <laughs> Tastefully. Tastefully. Yeah, Not tacky yeah, yeah. mushroom no, 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 crotch no, no. coverage. No. We've seen enough of that in magazines. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'd like to wrap up with some serious, pompous questions. Right. Unless there's anything else that you feel the world needs to know about mushroom hunting. Uh, I don't know if there's anything the world needs to know. I think the reason I... I, I <laughs> no I one needs to know. I think the shit. reason why I got into it was just because mushrooms are really, really weird. They're just really strange. They're odd, like... Yeah, they're... They're not plants. They're not animals. They're like a whole separate branch, like... They're fungus, right? Yeah. But I mean, we, we eat have, them. Yeah, but we also have them living inside us, I just found out today. We have mushrooms inside us? We have a fungus that coexists with our gut bacteria to help us digest food. It's technically a mushroom. Yeah, uh, fungus. Oh, fungus. So, okay. So you know, yeah, it's like half, about the same. There, so yeah. probably pretty delicious. I sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it also will give you colitis. Sorry about that. <laughs> the the stuff in your gut. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> it's <laughs> the silent mushroom killers inside <laughs> us. Uh, so all right, uh, I'm gonna some uh, ask you some very serious, right. very important questions. If you could perform a musical duet with any animal, what animal would it be? Oh, uh, it would be a whale. <laughs> a whale would be what I would want to sing, but not just any whale. There's one whale in particular. A specific that, whale. Yeah, what? there's one whale that um, scientists have been tracking since around 1999. And the thing that's weird about this whale is that um, it has a song that no other whale can hear. <laughs> really? Seriously, this is this is so weird. Uh, there's this. But it's a it's a whale that scientists don't know what kind of whale it is. If it's like some, uh, you know, like the last of its kind whale, yeah, or, or if it's like a, a cross between whale, or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some incredibly hard to find. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, they don't know if it's a cross, but m most whales' song is between 12 hertz and 25 hertz. The human hearing range is around 20 to 20,000 or so. Wow. Uh, but this whale sings at 50, and so it's constantly singing for all these other whales out there, but no other whales can hear it sing. But they know <laughs> it's there because they have recordings of it. You so need to make a song <laughs> of that, dude, because I also want to see the video <laughs> where you're swimming in a tank. <laughs> totally. Looking at one whale who can't hear the other whale. The back. loneliest whale in the ocean. <laughs> a rock song. This is, this is supposed to be funny, right? Sorry about that. Oh. It's supposed to be what it is. I had to bring the incurable sadness. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, well, that's a good segue to our final question, which is, what is happiness? Oh, uh, well, I feel like if I say anything other than it's a warm gun, then I'm, I'm maybe not going to be <laughs> doing it justice. But what is happiness? Uh, uh, I think happiness is, I mean... I think happiness is a uh, okay. Okay, the time the times that I feel most happy are are usually the times when I'm doing something I love with people that I love. And that's that's really about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Messersmith.
obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw.